The opinions and views shared in this podcast are the opinions and views of the host and the host alone. They are not a reflection of his employer or any other organization that the host is a member of. The host does not speak for anyone, only himself. This is the I Am Pith Podcast. Get ready for contact. What a crazy time to be alive. What a crazy time that we live in. I just woke up and wasn't planning on doing a show, but I just saw a video that Joe Rogan posted about his use of the word, the N-word, the dreaded N-word, the word nigga. Just saw that video of him apologizing for his use of it in the past. And I'm sure everybody's been keeping up with the whole Spotify drama and, and all that that's going on with that, man. That's There's a whole lot to unpack with all of this. And for the most part, I'll be honest, you know, I, I, I do stand behind Joe Rogan. I mean, I'm not a big, big Joe Rogan fan by any means. You know, I like his podcast, but I don't listen to it because I don't necessarily have four hours to listen to someone chat. I mean, I did try to listen to the Jordan Peterson one, and my God, but I could not keep up with the language that was used and the words and the meanings. The The level of intelligence was way too high for me. So I bowed out of that one. You know, he's had some really good guests on the show, but like I said, I just don't, I don't have time to listen to an entire thing of Joe Rogan. You know, I am very selective on what I listen to of his Never been a big fan of his comedy. Really just never been a big Joe Rogan fan. But I am a supporter of Joe Rogan because of free speech. I am a supporter of Joe Rogan because I believe that he is doing what the news media is failing to do. He's telling us the news from alternate perspectives. He's not telling us what we want to hear. He's putting facts out and he's letting us arrive at our own conclusions. The news has not done that in years. The news is putting out what they want us to know, what they think we should know, what they think we need to know. The news is telling us their version of the truth. The news is taking facts and you no, know, and it, it doesn't matter who it is. Fox News, MSNBC, does it don't matter. All news media has an agenda. All news media is trying to slant you and all Joe Rogan is doing is taking away power from news media and putting it back in the hands of average everyday people. And that has made him a target. Most recently, you know, with him and the whole vaccination thing, the ivernectin and all that, it, he people hate this man now. But when Joe Rogan was cool and if he was just, you know, chilling with people on the left, it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, but now because of where he stands, you know, he stands for freedom in the American way of life. That's a big issue. And now he is public enemy number one. And although I will give Spotify some props for standing next to their dude, you know, but you see this thing, it started as one thing, and it has now transitioned into something else. It started out as Joe Rogan spreading misinformation about coronavirus. Now we're at the point where it's, I watched 
India Irie, who I really don't care for, don't care for her music, period. She posted this video the other day of Joe Rogan, this compilation of Joe Rogan using the dreaded N-word. And I watched the video and I was like, oh my, Joe, that's horrible. That sounds awful. You know, he was using the word N-word. He was saying it over and over. And But thing is, it wasn't all at one time. They took snippets of this man's show. This man's been doing podcasts and comedy for over 12 years. Well, he's been comedy a lot longer, but this podcast for like over 12 years. And so they take that and they smash it all together in one compilation. And then, you know, they just put this thing out there. And it makes Joe Rogan look awful. He even admits to it in the video that he put out this morning that it sounds awful. You know, this is the whole joke about him going into the, to a black neighborhood and looking like the planet of the apes in there, you know. And there's no excuse, I guess, for that type of language. But at the same time, I just want to go ahead and put my two cents out there about this whole thing. And the first thing I'm going to tell you all is I really don't care. Why? Why do I not care about the the word nigga, the N-word? Because it is not a word that I use in my everyday life. Now, that's not to say that I've not used it, especially when I'm around my brother, some of the brothers, you know, like, oh, my God, Dexter, what? I thought you were a black conservative. I am absolutely a black conservative. But guess what? Culturally wise. It's just one of them things, dog. <laughs> it's just one of them things, man. Like, I just start rolling with it. It just comes out sometimes, man. But, you know, it's <laughs> it's a, it, the N-word. It's so weird that you can have a word, one word used by one group of people that means one thing. If I'm telling my, some, you know, some of the brothers, oh, what's up, my nigga? <laughs> you know, but that, I'll be honest, that's not often for me. That's not often. Or I'll be joking around my wife and I'll say something about my kids. I'll be like, look at my little Negroes. You know, the context is everything. But on the flip side, you got that word. And I remember I told y'all on this podcast and in my book about the old white lady that spat in my face and called me a nigger. No, not a nigger, a nigger with the hard ER. And then as I was taking her to the jail, she said, I'm going to tell him that you tried to rape me, you 38. But then there's also the use of the word during the protests and riots. Part of my language. I'm just repeating what I said. Fuck you, you faggot ass nigga. That's what was said to me. See, I've used the word, but never in a way intended to hurt or harm somebody. But you know what? Because my skin is black. I am given a pass. I can use the word as much as I want, yada, yada, yada. But my thing is this. If this word is such a horrible word, if that one word is said to you and it makes you absolutely lose your mind and you lose absolute complete control of your emotions because somebody said it to you, not just somebody, but because some white person said it to you, then maybe it's a word that you should stop using and supporting altogether. But that's insensitive, Dexter. They called us nigger back in the day, but we just took it and we made it our own. 
It's our thing. That's what we have. I, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. But if the, a word, it's a word. It means nothing. And this is what I always tell people. When a white person or somebody is trying to hurt you and they they drop the M-bomb on you, do you know why they drop that M-bomb on you? Because they know that is going to completely tear, tear down your argument. That's going to break you down mentally and you are going to overreact in a way that absolutely reinforces their perception of you and that word. These niggas don't know how to act. So when they drop that bomb, guess what? You don't know how to act. Man, when somebody calls you the N-word and you fly off the handle, you ready to fight and break their face in, you are doing exactly what they believe that you should be doing. That person has complete control over you with a simple single word. Why give somebody so much control over your emotions? We are grown men and women. Well, hell, even kids, man, we've conditioned our kids to not just hate this word, to lash out in violence because of a single word. And don't get me wrong. It's a horrible word to use to a black person when you are trying to insult them. But don't sit here and get so over emotional and lose your cool about some white guy calling you the N word. But then you turn around and get in your car. And as you're driving, you put on some rap music and you're driving down the street and all I hear is nigga this, nigga that, bitch this, hoe that. I don't want to hear your complaints when you talk about being offended because of a single word, but a word that is used so commonly in the black community and in hip hop music and rap music. But we don't care about that. It's this whole belief that you know, I can say something bad about my mom and my brother because they my mom and my brother. Anybody else? Nah, you don't get to say a word about them, but I can. My thing is, if you wouldn't want somebody else saying something to you or saying something about someone you love to you, what makes you think it's a good idea for you to say that about them because you love them? Because if you really loved and cared about that person, you would not use that type of language in reference to that person. Oh, but because it's my mom, I can insult her. Because it's my brother, I can insult him. That is stupid. It makes no sense. And this is one of the things that drives me crazy about the black community is, is that it's that it's our selective outrage. If we're going to be mad about something, let's be mad about it across the entire board. Not just when a certain person uses it. No, there is literally such a thing called black privilege in this country. You know, there are things that black people can do in this country and get away with that if somebody else did it it would be curtains it would be lights out for them you know one thing i stopped doing years ago was on social media sharing videos of black people fighting because it was embarrassing i don't share videos honestly of anybody fighting and getting knocked out because i feel like it's animalistic behavior but at this i understand that people are going to throw down and fight but it's the things that are being said and the things that are coming out of people's mouths in these moments where they're fighting that really cuts me to my heart. And I just hear the language and the things being said. And I'm just like, was any of this necessary? And it just makes people look so unintelligent. It makes people look stupid. And it just drives me crazy. And I'm like, that is not the perception I want people to have of us 
or anybody. So that is why I don't share those videos. You can go over any of my social media. You're not going to find a video that I've shared in any recent time to where it's of somebody fighting. But like I said, we have this selective outrage in America, especially in the black community. For example, everybody's mad at Joe Rogan now because of this compilation of him dropping the N-word. But lo and behold, for, uh, for what, a couple months ago, President Joe Biden, during a freaking speech, refers to a baseball player from the Negro Leagues and calls him the Great Negro. But not a word is said. No outrage, nothing. Why? No outrage. For some odd reason, Crazy Joe gets a pass. But Joe Rogan, nah, it ain't cool at any level for Joe Rogan. We had an officer here in Louisville that was fired for saying the word in a training environment, not in a derogatory way, and it was completely taken out of context. This man took a bullet for the city. This man, every time I worked with him, loved on me, was a good man. I trusted this man in every facet. And when I heard that he used the word, I was not offended because I know the character of the man. I know the person. And I know his intent was not to be malicious. But because we live in the United States of woke America, this man's entire career is shattered. His entire reputation that he's been here, taken from him and thrown away. And that is bull crap. But yet, Joe Biden gets a pass. How come this other individual didn't get the pass, get a pass? I mean, you have people like Hillary Clinton pandering to black people when she was on the radio show. And they asked her, what do you carry in your purse typically, Miss Clinton? Hot sauce. That's her response. Is that not the most racist crap ever? But let, yet and still, black people still went out and voted for this heifer. Like I said, selective outrage. It's okay when black men and black rappers and athletes refer to their women as bitches and hoes. It's all good. It's okay if we refer to each other as nigga all day and all night. It's all good. But depends on the white person that steps out of line and says the word, regardless of their context, we're going to ruin their life over a word like saying i'm not in defense of racism at all but i do believe in free speech in america in this country but at the same time if we're gonna live in a country where we have free speech you better well toughen up mentally get hard because people are gonna say things to you in this country that you don't like it is not illegal to be racist it is not illegal to use the n-word you want to live free, but you also want to live unoffended. And those two things don't go together. But my other question is this. Why are you so in defense of a word that you find so offensive? Why is it that the N-word is the only thing that you have in your life that is so valuable to you that you don't want people to take from you? That it's mine and this is ours and you can't have it. White people use that word to degrade us for hundreds of years. But for some odd reason, it's all you have and you don't want to get rid of it. It's yours. Why are you struggling to hold on to this word? If we are going to outlaw the N-word, we had better do it across the board for everybody, not just a selective group.
No, maybe it's time we change black culture. Maybe it's time we start turning things around for the better. Maybe it's time we stop supporting violent rap music that talks about killing niggas, slapping bitches, and slapping hoes. Maybe it's time we stop with that madness and foolishness. Because I have said it before, black dysfunction and destruction sells big money. And these white corporations that peddle this music and junk to our kids and other kids in the nation. And I always tell people, as black men or young black men, you create this image of a thug in this thug life that you're proud of. But the moment you walk up to somebody looking like a thug and they perceive you as a thug, you get offended. Don't get offended at the perception that you have taken on that you want people to see. And then when they hold you to that perception, you get offended and mad at the world. Change your perception. I'm not telling you to go out and cut your dreads off. I'm not telling you to go out here and wear a suit everywhere you go. I'm not telling you none of that. Don't lose who you are as a person. But if you come out the house with your pants sagging down below your butt and you can hardly string three or four sentences together and you got a bottle of liquor in your hand and you smell like weed, what do you think the perception is going to be? Then you will say, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, Dexter. You're absolutely right. I don't believe in judging a book by its cover, but we live in America, people. People are going to judge you based off of first appearances because the first appearance is everything. If you come into a job interview looking a hot damn mess, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think you're going to get the job? No. You better come in looking respectable. Like I said, you can have your dreads and still look decent. You can have your hairstyles and still look respectable. But it is the how you carry yourself and the demeanor in which you carry yourself and how you present yourself. So when you get present yourself as a thug and you get treated as one, don't expect anything otherwise. Don't be mad because that's the perception you want. Me? I'm not teaching my kids the thug life. My kids do not hear the word nigga come out of my mouth hardly ever. Now, because I'm not going to sit here and lie and say they've not heard me use it in a playful manner amongst myself and my wife. But they've never heard that word come out of me in a derogatory manner or in a manner that is consistent whatsoever. But like I said, our outrage is so inconsistent when it comes to this word. You know, there was a black officer in Florida, in Tampa, Florida, last year. That got fired during a body camera video audit because he used the N-word twice while on duty and in uniform. And he wasn't even talking to nobody. He was on his phone. And he got fired for it. But there was no outrage. Nobody came up and stood up and spoke up for this officer in that incident. Not one black person came forward to say anything. They just let this brother hang out to dry. Now, of course, he did eventually end up getting his job back. But like I said, where is the consistency? Where is the outrage across the board? I'm not outraged. And people will tell you, this is my consistency. I don't care what people call me. I done been called all types of niggas, coons, Uncle Toms. I mean, and the list goes on. I mean, Sambo, you name it. The worst things that have ever been said to me have been said to me by people that look like me, that I share the same skin color with. 
So why should I care about a white person using a word to hurt me when the other person that looks like me has said equally, if not worse stuff? How about we all just be decent human beings at the end of the day and be respectful towards one another? Let's not go out of the way to hurt and offend each other on purpose. It's a word. It is a word that means nothing. Why do you let a single word tear down your entire being and take you off your game? I remember with one time downtown working, this old homeless white guy laying in a gutter looks at me and says, fuck you, nigga. And I remember my partner looked at me like, oh, my God, Dexter, what are you going to do? You know what I'm going to do? Nothing. Not a thing. Because if he's calling me that and he believes that he's superior because he is white while he's laying in a gutter, laying in his own piss, while I step over him laying in his gutter and I get in my company car and I drive to my very, very, very nice house and I go to the bank and collect my very, very nice check. That word meant nothing to me from coming from that person. Not a thing. So why should I lose my cool because some homeless white guy laying in a gutter calls me the N-word? I'm better than that. I'm bigger than that. I'm more than that. I know who I am. And some homeless person or who, I don't care who you are, what color you are, what you call me. The old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but the N-word will never hurt me. You are not going to take me off my game. By calling me names and saying hurtful stuff to me. I have developed such a callous in this life from always being the target of evil, harsh jokes from being dark skinned. And because I'm black and I'm a conservative and because I'm black and because I voted for Trump. that You think you think you're going to penetrate me and break me down with a six letter word? Nah, not a chance. I just really hate where we are in America where we give certain class of people one privilege and the other class doesn't get it. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. We are all children of God. and We should all be treated fair and equal. And I know that life is not always fair. Yes, black people have had a rough road in America. But like I said before, black people in this country don't own the struggle. Nobody owns the struggle. Because as human beings, we all struggle. The Indians have struggled. White people have struggled. Everyone has struggled. So why do we get to be treated different and treated with kid gloves? Because it's politically acceptable and because it's politically advantageous for people to treat black people like children. Like with these voter ID laws stating that it's not fair that black people can't get an ID. I come across homeless black people every freaking day. I have yet to meet a homeless black person without an ID. And if they don't have one, it's probably because they have warrants. Not because there's some giant white KKK lover sitting at the voting booth or at a government building saying, you can't have a voter ID, black guy. That is not the case. And that is why I'm glad we have people like Joe Rogan to put the news out there. Because if you listen to MSNBC, CNN, Fox News or whatever, they're going to tell you these things that, hey, you're oppressed. You're a victim. We got to help you vote because you don't know how. Now, that is what I find offensive. 
It is the soft bigotry of low expectations that drives me crazy or the fact that we need to give this black person a job. We need to diversify. You know what? How about we just look at the character of the person we're hiring? And how about we change the culture of the, of the department that it would make highly educated black people want to come work here? Or people of color, I don't know what the term they use, and who cares? We shouldn't be going out of our way just to hire a certain group of people. Because when people call 911, they should not care who's coming to help them in their worst moment. I'm telling you, I'm telling you from experience. When I was laying on the ground in Iraq, I did not give a single damn about who was here to help me. As long as they were an American and wearing the same uniform to me and they got me out of there alive. But see, that's the issue we have in America. The fact that we don't have any problems, no real problems at least, not to say that we're not problem free, but my God, we have things like this to be concerned with. Man, and let's be honest, who really uses the N-word in such a derogatory term anymore? Who? That is not a word I hear consistently out in the streets. Y'all acting like this is America during Jim Crow. You know, I meet so many people out in the streets working downtown in uniform. But no one ever says that word to me. No respectable person, at least. It's usually somebody that's mentally ill and not all there. It's never a respectable person. Now, do they probably use it behind closed doors? Of course people probably do. And I'm not surprised the least bit about it. But this perception of America being the evil, great, white, racist nation is absolutely false. I have friends that if somebody dropped the M-bomb, they probably get ready to smack the teeth out their mouth, man. I have friends on this police department that are the opposite color of me. That would come to my rescue any day if they heard somebody say something crazy like that to me. But lo and behold, depending on what color you are and who you're affiliated with, if you use the N-word out of context or in context, you might get a pass. I want consistency across the board. If it's going to be bad for one of us, it should be bad for all of us. There should be no special privilege, especially for a word that was used to degrade people that we are still fighting to hold on to. If it's as bad as we say it is, why would you want to hold on to something that evil white people put upon you, but we took it and made it our own? You better get out of here with that nonsense. If you're going to be offended by it, be offended by it. Across the board, all this outrage over Joe Rogan and the, his use of the N-word over the years and when are we going to stop this madness of digging so far into people's past and holding them accountable for things that they did and said 12 years ago? Now, I can see if he did something 12 years ago and hurt somebody, it never came to light. I'm okay with that because justice does need to be served. But, but spending all your time, do you know how many hours of video these, that person probably had to do to go back and watch all of Joe Rogan's interviews and stuff to make this video compilation? Do you know how much time that person spent to probably make that? You're taking small snippets of somebody's life at a certain time, and you're trying to paint that one small snippet as that person's entire identity. That's not how it works, because 
we as people, we evolve, we, we develop, we change over time. I developed and I changed over time. Dude, I remember one point in time, I loved hip-hop and rap music so much. I was like, why would I ever stop listening to this? Now I can't stand any of it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want my kids to hear it. People change. And that is why I love being a Christian. That's why I love to follow Jesus Christ. Not the best follower, as you could tell. But man, just the entire story of forgiveness and being released from your prison of the past. I have done and said stupid things in my past. I have put some dumb, stupid things on my social media pages. But how can you hold me in a prison today for a post or something I said that was stupid 12 years ago? Why are we still holding white people accountable today for something that happened hundreds of years ago that nobody is even alive from today? Why do we constantly dig up the past to tarnish people's future? Why do we not give people a fresh start and a fresh chance? Because we know damn well, if it was uh, the shoe was on the other foot, we would want the same. We want a chance to redeem ourselves, man. But all for the sake of wokeness, all for the sake of virtue signaling, all for the sake of appeasing the far left mob, we don't do it. No, I just love how the wokeness movement has even ate its own self. Now, I remember a couple months ago, we had Christy Teigen, the woke queen herself, end up canceling herself because, you know, she those old tweets surfaced and old messages surfaced. Man, we got to learn to let that foolishness go, y'all. We really have to. If we're going to advance as a country and be better people, we need to learn to forgive people for their past transgressions. We have to. You can never move forward if you're constantly hanging something over somebody's head. That is why the most powerful thing in the Bible, the most powerful thing that we have in this life is forgiveness. And that is also one of the most hardest things to do is to forgive somebody that has hurt you. If you read my book, I Am Pitts, Memoirs of an American Patriot, I tell people how hard it was for me to let go of all the past and all the things that hurt me because I carried so much resentment and hurt with me. I dragged baggage with me. I had no business dragging and it took me down hard. But once I let go of all of that baggage, man, my life has improved tremendously. I don't have to look back at my past and wonder if my stuff is going to catch up with me. Because I chose to leave all those bags behind. And that is what we all need to do. And I'm saying all this to say, Joe Rogan, I support you. I'm not mad at you. Like I said, I really don't care about the N-word. If people are going to get mad about the N-word, but be quiet when you have young black men and women dying at an all-time record high in cities all across America, but we're going to take our rage out on a six-letter word, I think we have a major problem that's not being addressed. And of course, all these celebrities jumping on the anti-Joe Rogan bandwagon. Like I say, I really don't care about Indy Irie. Who even still listens to Indy Irie? I hadn't thought about her since she brought herself up and into this thing. Like, goes around listening to Indy Irie. 
Neil Young. I don't know who these people are. I really don't care. Like I say, I'm not a Joe Rogan fan, but I will stand up for the man. But he has made the critical mistake of bowing to the mob and apologizing. And I understand why he did it. Because, yes, the video looks awful. It looks horrible. It is bad. It's bad. But I don't care about the N-word. It is nothing to me, and it has no power over me. It has never stopped me, and it's not going to stop me. Nor are the people that use that word in a derogatory and offensive manner. You hold and yield no power over me. Nobody does. I'm beholden to no man on this earth. Period. My future is in my hands. Not yours. And my future is not dictated by your opinion and your perception or expectations of me. So I really don't care what you think about me, this podcast, my book, and this episode. I'm going to stay doing me from here on out. I'm not going to change that for anybody. So if you don't like it, don't tune in because I will not apologize to anyone for being me or speaking my mind and speaking what I believe is the truth. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the I Am Pits podcast. If you could, please go and rate the show on iTunes or Spotify. You can also listen to the show on Amazon, Google Play, and many other podcast platforms. And if you could, go out and buy my book, I Am Pitt's Memoirs of an American Patriot. The book is officially out. The book is selling well. And if you want to gain a little bit more understanding of me and why I am the way I am and why I feel the way that I do and why I'm so passionate about America, people, freedom, liberty, all that, all that stuff. Go to IamPitts.com and get a copy of my book. And if you want an autographed book, shoot me an email at IamPitts at Yahoo.com. Like I said before, many times in the past, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me rant and rave. Thank you for taking the time to those of you all that have bought my book and left reviews. I appreciate each and every one of you. And I don't want you all to ever think otherwise. So thank you all and continue to tune in. Tell your friends and family about the show. Tell them about the book. Let's get the message out here. All right. This has been the Iron Pits podcast. You all take care. I'll see you on the next one.